What is up, everybody? Welcome back into the Blue Bloods, and we are joined by an extremely special guest. New Northern Colorado head coach Ed Lamb is joining the show today. Coach, congratulations on the new job. How's it been for the first few weeks, and, and what's been the, the first month or two like for you in terms of getting established over there in Northern Colorado? Oh, thanks, Zach. I appreciate you having me on. It's, um, it's for me personally, a ton of new energy for new tasks. That's what's going on right now. It's just there, you know, every day, every hour, every minute seems like there's a new realization, uh, what needs to be done on that given day. I remember the first head uh, coaching job I took at Southern Utah at the college level is like, I had this book, you know, that, that, that Jim Harbaugh and his brother, John, and even this dad, Jack, you know, we, they, they kind of had handed down to me and how to run a program and all that. But the thing that you find out really quickly is, is, you know, it, it's really more the day-to-day, minute-to-minute things that are popping up. And that's, that's really how, how I think a, a program is run, but I'm enjoying that. Uh, just figuring it out as I go and, and uh, have really enjoyed getting to know the boys here and putting the staff together. Absolutely. So the first question has to be, it's been, you haven't been a, you haven't been a head coach since 2015 when you left Southern Utah for BYU. What was it about Northern Colorado that made it the job for you to step back into a, to a, to a full-time head coaching role? Oh yeah. I appreciate that question. I've got that a, a few times and it's kind of like, you know, this part of me that it feels like I need to explain like head, head coaching jobs are not just, they're not just out there for the taking. And so, uh, you know, I, I had, interviewed for some mountain west head coaching jobs and felt like those interviews went really well and and had progressed through i think i think i was one of the final candidates on a few of those jobs but um but uh, you know i i I wanted to be a head coach again and that just wasn't over the last year or two that's been for the last several years and i felt like that we accomplished a lot at byu i'll always cherish my time there and the the guys i worked with the players i worked with etc but you know, I really was anxious to get back in, in the head coaching seat and, and make some of those decisions that I had missed making and some of the scheduling things that I kind of geek out on that are that are, to, you know, I feel like are unique to the way that I like to do things. So um, in the end, I'll just say, you know, the, the, the simple way to say it would be Northern Colorado granted me the opportunity to say yes. And uh, and I was anxious for that opportunity. So, um, you know, this is this is the place, this is the best uh, place, the best opportunity for me. And I'm really excited about it. Coaches evolve over time, and it's been a long time since you've been a full-time head coach. What did you learn at BYU, and how did you? How do you feel like it changed? Did it change you as a head coach at all? Are you approaching this any differently than you did Southern Utah all those years back? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think for that matter, every year and every day at Southern Utah, I was learning things, and and I would look back, you know, at, at a previous version of myself from a year or more ago and say, you know, I, I should have done this differently. And, and I want to do this a little differently moving forward. And the same was true at BYU to be, uh, you know, Kalani Satake and I, the head coach at BYU, we go way back to our playing days. And so we had a personal relationship. We had a professional relationship as, as coaching is a small world. We hadn't worked together prior to BYU, but we, you know, we, we kept track of each other and, and uh, compared notes and things. And when we first got together, the, the idea was that, you know, he was a first time head coach and I had some experience. And so I was going to, you know, help him and kind of guide him in the way that we would set up the program. And, and initially, a lot of it was the way that I like to do things at BYU. And as as we were there longer and longer, of course, he, you know, they, it became much more uh, his his program and his way of doing things. And he was making decisions, uh, you know, with with or without me at that point. So, um, you know, during that time of seeing the way he would do things, 
I, I learned from him and everybody on our staff. We also had Tom Homo as our athletic director, who was a head coach in, in the Pac-10, back when he was a Pac-10 at Cal and, and had coached, you know, Super Bowl winning teams as an assistant with the 49ers and, and I had coached with Bill Walsh. And so a lot of great people there um, to help me kind of, you know, look back on my time at SUU and then, you know, compare it to the way we were doing it at BYU and the whole time I'm making notes on how I might do it differently when I got my next opportunity. Your last season in the, in the Big Sky, you won the Big Sky at Southern Utah. As you as you look at the conference now, has the landscape shifted? Are you seeing any new challenges? And what's the keys to getting Northern Colorado to the top of the Big Sky where in your last season, man, you were at the top at, at Southern Utah? Um, well, I think the, the Big Sky is similar to uh, where it was then in that there's kind of a, of a consistent – you know, group of schools that tend to hang around the top uh, quartile of the conference. And, and it, it really does, uh, for the most part, line up with resources and, and uh, facilities and, and things like that. But, um, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be that way all the time. It's not a it, it's not where you, you line up by budgets or you line up by resources or or whether your institution is a tier one research institution, all the things that they, they certainly are part of the equation. But, um, you know, the, the thing that we were able to accomplish at Southern Utah was to overcome some of the, the challenges, some of the obstacles and compete at the highest level of the conference. And then and then from there, a lot of times it comes down to uh, just inches and, and sometimes luck. And, uh, and, you know, so we're, we're fortunate to kind of end things during uh, our time at Southern Utah with that with that championship. But. I really feel like that that Northern Colorado has that same opportunity. It's a group of hungry guys that are anxious to win. It's there are good players here right now. This is not something where we need years and years to recruit and flip the roster completely. We want to come in, show these guys how we do it, how we work hard, give them the confidence to go out and compete. And uh, and that's the you know I can't promise championships, but I can promise that we're going to compete against the very best teams in the conference. Absolutely. And recruiting's changed so much for, for head coaches, coaching staffs with the transfer portal, still got JUCO recruiting. You still have to recruit on the high school recruiting trail. Do you have a set percentage of how you're looking to have your roster break down or is it just year by year? How do you and your staff are, what's y'all's plan to manage all the different avenues on the recruiting trail? Yeah, really good question. For me, it's not a set percentage, but it, but there certainly is a method, a procedure. And that, that method for us first is player development. And, and we believe that the highest potential for developing players is local players. And so the more local they are, the, the higher we rate them uh, inherently as, as we evaluate their ability to be successful here. And so we, you know, we want to start with our county and then we want to, we want to make our state the next priority. We feel like there's a certain um, a pride that comes in guys playing for their, their home state or their, or their home area school, a school that they grew up aware of. And, um, and then, you know, from there, it's it may not be possible to take all of our recruits from the state of Colorado and be competitive in the big sky. And so we have to keep an eye out for uh, where we need to supplement our roster. But usually, typically, it's going to be prospects from the state. And then and then there's a little bit of, OK, where is our depth chart out by each position? And if we need immediate help, I think that's where we need to go you know, away from the player development model and look for, you know, maybe players who are more ready to compete immediately in college football, in college football by looking at the transfer portal or perhaps junior college prospects. 
And roster management so different now due to the due to the transfer portal as well. Was it were there any challenges with you and your staff stepping in and trying to recruit the guys who may have entered the transfer portal in the midst of uncertainty at Northern Colorado, or was it just you had a conversation with them, saw saw what they wanted to do, and then you guys went your separate directions? How did you guys approach that situation? You know, I think one of the really enjoyable. Uh, dynamics of FCS football and, and particularly FCS football at a place like Northern Colorado, where there's not a long history of, of recent success, right? At this level of football, the, the, the success here at, uh, at Northern Colorado goes all the way back to the, the 90s in, in the Division II days. The Division I success has been very, very limited. So I really, one of the things I enjoy about that dynamic is I'm a huge believer that anybody who is here needs to want to be here. They've got to meet us halfway in the recruiting process. And so, you know, I made my my best kind of pitch to the team of, look, here's what I represent. Here's what I stand for. I'm going to be the model of professionalism, work ethic, hold myself to the same standard that I'm asking of you guys. If you want to be here, let's partner up. If you don't, turn your stuff in and get the heck out of here. And and that's really what I feel like, you know, even even at the major college level right now, I think there's some opportunities for coaches to bring more of that and have a more bought-in roster instead of instead of buying the you know the recruits have them buy in at least halfway as well and and I think you know Northern Colorado is a great place to do that so it fits well with the way that I like to see a team develop. Uh, some people have, may have never seen an Ed Lamb coach team play in person or even even on TV back when you were the head coach at Southern Utah. How would you describe? a team like that fits your personality. What, what is an Ed Lamb team going to look like on the field? Yeah, well, and, and I've, I've said it before, you know, whether, whether we're good at football has a lot to do with how the players perform on, on that day. And, and, you know, there's a little bit of game, you know, every part of it, we, you know, we take very seriously. We want to, we want to treat uh, as coaches, we want to treat game planning as if it's all about game planning. We want to treat practice as if it's all about practice. And we want our players to, to rise up and be motivated on game day. We want to re- treat recruiting as if it's all about recruiting. But in the end, uh, for us, like if we fail, if we're not successful on game day, I want the opponent to know that they just played a strong football team. And that's what we will be. We'll be a strong physical football team. Those are, That's what I can promise. That's what I can guarantee. And, and uh, typically a strong physical football team is one that fights till the end. And I've seen head coaches take a lot of different approaches and fans always wonder when a head coach steps in, what his approach is going to be in terms of positional groups, things like that. Are you taking, are you, would you describe yourself as more of a CEO type head coach or a coach that's going to be very hands-on with a certain positional unit or side of the football? Um, yes. I, you will not hear language from me about a side of the football. I'm, I'm an offensive coach. I'm a defensive coach. I'm a special teams coach. Um, I would say that I evolved to that during my time at Southern Utah. I started out running the defense and then and then turned that over to Demario Warren, who eventually became the the head football coach and there and a special teams the same way. It started out, uh, you know, I was doing it mostly and then turned it over to Justin Enna. And, you know, the the um, over time, I, I recognized that, th- wait, this whole team is mine. This whole team is a reflection of me. And so I need to be involved in every aspect in order to be able to be authentic to my personality. And so that doesn't mean that I don't have uh, really good coaches that I trust and they'll do the lion's share of, of the legwork on what's going on. But I, I'm not the type of guy who just feels comfortable kind of pointing at, 
when we're not successful and saying, oh, that's that's the coordinator's fault or that's this position coach's fault. I'm right in there in the, in the thick of it with the players and the coaches. Every piece of success or failure that we have, uh, I share in that. And you, you've put together a, a really great staff. I was looking at it you know, before this interview. What were you looking for specifically and who you wanted to bring with you on this staff at Northern Colorado? Um, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you for that compliment. I, I, I love the staff that we've got here and, and their energy already on the job. And I think they're making a great first impression on our players here that, and we have to sustain that. But, you know, I, um, I'm glad that we got guys that know the game and are, and are experienced at their positions. It was not like that when I, when I took over at Southern Utah, we had a bunch of guys who, you know, were in their first coaching jobs and we learned uh, together on the fly. So I think we're a little bit ahead of, of the model that we had to use back then. But in the end, um, I was I was most interested in getting the right people, good people around me. These are guys that I have known for years and years, uh, every one of them. And uh, they're guys that I trust, guys that I trust my family with, my my players, my livelihood, and they the same. And um, and that's what I'm most excited about. I think, you know, as, as much as we geek out on the X's and O's of football and the strategies and philosophies, I, I really do think that's the easiest part of what we do, at least in the way we are going to set up our program here at Northern Colorado. The uh, the strategies are the easiest part and, and where we really need to be effective and and to put a lot most of our energy into is is developing the overall person, the overall student athlete here. And, and this year was a little bit different, but moving forward, the early signing period and then you still have National Signing Day. It's a weird balance. You see some guys – it, even people in the big sky signed 40 players on early signing day, which means they're not going to have any scholarships on national. How do you and your staff plan to approach that? Are you looking to make a big splash in December or would you rather wait, you know, do half and half or wait till national signing day to get a majority of your class in? Oh yeah. Great question. I think that really goes back to what I said earlier about, about recruits prospects meeting us halfway. Any, anyone who's all in and wants to sign early with us and, and make a decision and get out of the recruiting game, uh, I can understand that. I can relate to that. But we're not, you know, we're not set on a number or saying, well, we need to we need to sign all of our class. I've talked to some other coaches in the in the league and at this level of football and certainly at the FBS level. I think I think it's a good indication that you're on top of things if you can sign most of your class on that early early signing uh, period. But if, if at Northern Colorado, we don't find the matches to sign early, we're not just going to move down through our list of evaluations and, and find the guys who, who want to be here early. We're going to take every situation as a personal situation, as an individual situation to try to get the best final class that we can. So we're still working very hard right now at, at this year's recruiting class. And the final question, Coach, I, I still appreciate you for all your time. What is your message to all the Northern Colorado fans about expectations year one and what you need from them for you guys to be at your best on the field on Saturdays? Oh, absolutely. Well, we're, we're completely, we'll, we'll flip the script on that uh, question. Even we want to earn their, we want to earn their support, you know, and, and whether they pay attention by, by radio or, or newspaper or, or, or internet early on, or whether they, you know, uh, come out and, and try to put some trust in the process and come to the, in the stands and, and pay for a ticket. You know, that's not really as important to me as over time earning the support of this community and earning the support of the fans. We're going to be a team that, that completely, plays physical, tough, fast, aggressive football, and is fun to watch. And, uh, you know, in, in the end, that's that process is going to lead to victories. 
it, whether it leads to, you know, an undefeated season in year one, it, it, time will tell, right? But uh, the, the, the thing I can promise is the way that we'll play, the style that we'll, we play will be obvious. And uh, there will be a, uh, there'll be a benchmark that's set that will be uh, to be competitive with the very top of the big sky year in and year out. Coach, I appreciate you again so much. Congratulations again, guys. Make sure to tune in to Northern Colorado football this upcoming 2023 season. Big things on the way in the Big Sky Conference. But for Coach Lamb, myself, and the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now.